I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, you guys, and happy Friday. I can't believe it's already the weekend. I don't know about you guys. Maybe it's because I was on a trip over the this past weekend, but this week just flew by for me. Um warp speed. So anyway, let's dive in. We're starting off today with a really cool story. So it was just discovered that the platypus glows under black light and scientists have no idea why. So like months ago on News Du Jour, we talked about the mysterious platypus As a kid, I feel like you learn what a platypus is, but not really as much about how rare and special they are. We honestly don't know a lot about the platypus because they are a super elusive animal that only lives in specific areas of Australia. Sightings of them have been pretty rare. They have these little venomous stingers on their claws to fight off predators They don't have teeth or stomachs, but they do have these special neuroreceptors in their bills that are so sensitive that they can detect prey from long distances. And it's one of only two mammals on the whole planet that lays eggs. They are almost nocturnal, which, you know, most of their activity is happening around dusk, but some of it's happening under nightfall as well. But now we have found something else that is really special and mysterious about platypuses. They glow under blacklight, like technicolor, fluorescent, like bright Kelly green with vibrant purples and even these like seafoam blues that glow almost like a lava lamp. Seeing it is honestly like a psychedelic experience that one might confuse with being on drugs. I mean, a glow-in-the-dark platypus? That's crazy town. But what's even crazier is scientists can't figure out why. A few other creatures on the planet do this too. Scorpions, lichens, puffin beaks, and North American flying squirrels. They all pop under UV light. 
And actually, blue light can make the undersea world glow like a carnival. And it seems the only mammals who glow tend to be nocturnal, like the flying squirrels. The way this was discovered is there was a scientist who actually decided to go for a walk in the woods with this UV flashlight um, and just see what he could find at night. And he spotted a flying squirrel and saw how it was glowing. And it almost like glows like a bubblegum pink. But then in its little ears are like green. Its little claws are green. Its little nose is green, um, like greenish blue kind of. Anyway, it it gave him pause and made him think like, why the heck is this squirrel glowing like this? Um, And it prompted them to start looking at other animals. And they had a platypus, um, a deceased platypus in a museum, and they put it under black light. And that's how they made this discovery. But again, it seems like the only mammals who tend to glow like this are nocturnal, like the flying squirrels. And they also found that possums, which are technically marsupials, are and also nocturnal, can also glow under UV light as well. This finding, though, with the platypuses is prompting scientists to start testing other nocturnal animals under UV light to see if there might be more clues as to its cause and evolutionary purpose. They're diving into this research now, so stay tuned. We might find out more in the coming years. For our next story, we're talking about Trump facing serious criminal charges after leaving office. So I wanted to dive into this topic with Sugar Free Media's lawyer, Paige Hulse, while I had her on our bonus episode last week, but we decided it was just too much to cover in one episode. Um, All of the legal battles Trump is fighting regarding the election were plenty for one episode. So if you want to hear more about that, um, again, his legal battles regarding the election, that's what we ended up talking about. But President Trump also faces several different major type of criminal court cases right now against him that are likely to intensify once he no longer has the Justice part, Justice Department to hide behind. Here's a rundown of the different charges that the public knows about. There are likely more cases out there against him, but here is what we know he will have to answer for. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office is bringing different financial-related charges, election law violations, public corruption, partisan coercion, and the E. Jean Carroll case, which we've talked about before on here, but um, just to give you guys a little summary, that's a defamation case because um, she brought charges against him for sexual assault and spoke out about that, and he proceeded to um, say horrible things about her that weren't true, so she's suing him for defamation. Um, And that he tried to say that He was acting in his official role as president by defaming her. And the Supreme Court said, no, that that argument doesn't hold up. She's able to proceed with these with these with this case. And so that case is also impending. He additionally is facing an enormous debt to foreign entities, about four hundred and twenty one million dollars worth. 
which is more than his reported net worth, according to the leaked financial documents put forth by the New York Times. And those debts are due within the next four years. Should these documents be accurate, he may not only be facing all of those legal battles we just talked about, but a financial one as well, which, as we all know, will weaken his ability to protect himself in court. A large part of the reason that he's been able to evade all of these cases is because he's had the finances to tie up the courts in legal runarounds. That may no longer be an option for him, though, as his debtors come to claim. Additionally, the presidency was good for business for Trump because he was able to write off stays for diplomats and his family at his hotels, charging the federal government for their stays. He will lose that ability along with a ton of other financial perks upon leaving the White House. All of these charges are too in-depth to launch into in a regular News Du Jour episode, but we may have a bonus episode coming out soon where we dive into all of these different charges and what exactly they would mean for the former president. Stay tuned for that. For our next story, Georgia becomes America's battleground. I just wanted to give you guys a small update on the situation in Georgia. Both Democratic and Republican donors are flooding the Georgia Senate candidates with funds. Democrats are fighting for complete control, while Republicans are fighting for their last scrap of control. It will truly be a battle royale because the Democrats are considered to be a little bit down in each race. But if you account for the third party voters typically going blue, it makes a pretty heated race. Voter turnout will also be a large concern because obviously a lot more people turn out for presidential elections. So it may not be as much about converting people's opinions as much as making sure they show up on the runoff election day in January. For our last story, a dial, not a light switch. I heard this commentary on the coronavirus the other day where a health expert explained that right now, Americans largely look at coronavirus response as lockdown or quote unquote freedom, aka nothing. She asserted that the response to coronavirus isn't really like that. It's not an all or nothing situation. It's a dial, not a light switch. And as the cases go up, we just need to turn up the dial to squash it and make sure it doesn't get out of control. I really liked this analysis of the situation because I find that it's pretty applicable to our everyday lives. We have to take measured risks when it comes to COVID. We have to. We have to go to the grocery store or pick up food to live. We have to maintain friendships and other relationships to sustain our, our souls. We have important life events happening. So we measure the risks and we make choices. But with cases going up and up and up, we need to turn our safety measure dial up in conjunction. 
Devin and I actually ended up canceling our Thanksgiving plans this year. This year, we're going to Skype with our family for Thanksgiving so that we can make sure we have many more Thanksgivings with them. Statistics show that a gathering of 10 people in the state of Oklahoma has a 46% chance that someone in that group will have COVID. That's basically a coin flip. And with at least four of my family members being in at-risk categories, including me, it just wasn't worth it. So I really urge you to consider the same. Turn up your dial with the record highs that we are seeing and a quarter million Americans dead from this disease. Stay home a little more. Wash your hands as soon as you get home and interact with people less face-to-face. And we can get creative. Our family is doing a Zoom trivia game on Thanksgiving, for example, and we have a coordinated meal time so that we can all say a prayer together via Zoom to start the meal and follow our tradition of going around the table and each saying something that we're thankful for. We're going to take a ton of pictures so that we can remember in the future years just how lucky we are to simply be together. And that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, all battles are first won or lost in the mind. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.